Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. The Celtic Tiger, a time of economic boom which started in 1994 and created a society where every Tom, Dick and Harry had money in their back pocket. But some people say that the Celtic Tiger was the end of the old quaint and friendly Ireland and the beginning of a new, greedier economy. Were they right? Let's find out. But first, a message. I pissed myself the other day. What? Yep. Pissed myself. What do you mean you pissed yourself? I was in the car. Oh, you sick fucker. I just... Oh, I get to the bathroom in time. What? I decided... Can't I... I've just got to piss myself. Are you serious? Whose car are we in? My own car. Are we in the back seat or the front seat? I was in the front seat. Oh, no! Yeah. Oh, God, I don't know what to think. It isn't... Don't... Worry about it. I'm not worried about it. In fact, I'm actually glad I did it. What? I put it up on Twitter that I pissed myself and I got 2,500 likes. Hmm? Hmm? Oh, you sick on. So, yeah. fair play, man. Yeah. Fair fucking play. Yeah? Yeah? Thank you very much for joining me on today's podcast. Before we get down to the cock and balls of the podcast, I wanted to talk about the hustle mentality, which is a thriving mentality these days in economies everywhere across the world because of the internet and whatnot. People are hustling. They're hustling 24-7. You have to be up early to get the shit done. And that's creating a lot of burnout in people. And... Uh, for example, myself there Monday and Tuesday, I decided, you know, I was trying, I woke up Monday early and I said, this is the week now I'm going to really push myself, get as much shit done as I can. I had a huge list of stuff on my to-do list, which I'd made the night before, maybe 10 or 12 different items on the list. Go for a run, finish the writing that I was doing on something and finish the recording on something else. Then woke up on Monday and I was like, oh fuck, this, that list is too long. And before I knew it, it was 12, one o'clock and I had nothing done. And I said to myself, you know what? Listen to yourself. And what was myself saying to me? It was saying to relax, chill out, enjoy life. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. This hustle mentality is rampant. And it's, it's like the fucking coronavirus. It's a disease in itself. So I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'll take it easy. And I took it easy that day. And I took it easy the following day. And I felt great then on Wednesday. I felt mighty. So it was almost like my body had to fill up the barrel again, you know? So it's good. it's good to take time for yourself and uh, if you're feeling the pinch or you're feeling like you're kind of getting pushed into a corner and you might bite back, take a bit of time for yourself, put away the phone, put away everything. Don't feel like you need to create anything or you need to answer back to any messages or anything like that at all. Just take a bit of time for yourself, go outside in nature if you can or watch a movie, whatever. I was, the thing about it was, it was Monday around four or five, right? And... Uh, I was saying to myself, oh, and no, I should probably have to do something now. I've got to fucking do that now. I said I was going to do And I was like, no, just relax. You don't have to do anything. You can just take your time out. You can watch your favorite TV show, whether it's Dawson's Creek or First Dates. I don't watch those TV shows, by the way. But whatever my favorite show is, and I will not divulge it right here, right now. Just take time for yourself. Enjoy your own company and realize that life is a short journey. And we mustn't constantly be on the hustle. It's good. It's good to have the hustle mentality at times. It's good to push yourself. It's good to try to strive for more. But we can't be doing it all the time or else we will burn out. There's a great video on YouTube and I'll put it in the link below this 
in my Patreon, and it's about a, it's about Ethan Hawke. He's an actor, you know the fella. He looks like an old hawk now, and if you look at him long enough, it says you. And uh, he talks about creativity and the child being a child, and you, when you see a child, they're so free and they're not thinking. You know, when they're building a sandcastle, that this has to be the best sandcastle, or when they grow up, they're going to be the best sandcastle maker, or what's going to happen in their sandcastle career. It's none of that stuff. And it's there's a lot of freedom in that. But then when you do get older, it's all about careers and it's all about trying to get to the top and success and what is success and all the other bollocks that goes with it. And at the end of the day, your life is only as good as your thoughts. And uh, it's good. It's nice to be nice to yourself, because if you're not nice to yourself, then nobody else will be able to be nice to you because you won't see the niceness. Right? Anyways, enough of that shy talk. Now, today's podcast, and I'm going to slow things down a couple bit because I rushed into that, sprinted into that, got too excited, and I want to slow things down a small bit. Today's podcast is about the Celtic Tiger, which, if you're not familiar with the Celtic Tiger, it was pretty much the first boom that a lot of us people born in the 80s or 90s would have experienced. It was in the 90s. It was, it was fucking big, good times. We're going to get down to that now in a second. But first, I'm moving house. Um, I'm always moving around, it seems. Every year, year and a half, I always seem to be moving into a new place. And it's no different right now. It's uh, So I'm moving back into my grandmother's cottage. Looking forward to that now. She's not there anymore. She's passed away. She's up in heaven with Gandhi. And uh, looking forward to moving in and continuing the empire that she created there which it's a small little cottage but it's cozy it's got a nice fire in there it's got memories that are bred into the walls and uh, looking forward to it but they do say that moving house is one of the most stressful things in the world and uh, it is it's fairly stressful now because there's lots of things you know the thing you realize most when you move house is the amount of shite that you build up over the years we're all hoarders in a lot of ways humans are hoarders we're like gathering stuff and there's loads of stuff there like t-shirts that I haven't worn in years and socks that I didn't even know existed anymore and I've got like six pairs of shoes you know what the fuck am I doing with six pairs of shoes if you had talked to someone in, back in the day and told me you had six pairs of shoes they'd, they'd think you were fucking mental so this is about my 50th house in total over the course of my whole lifetime I've lived in about 50 houses. I'd say 35 of those houses were in Galway back in the day. I lived there for five years and I was constantly moving around to house because either I didn't have enough money for the rent or the landlord was throwing us out or there was some some peculiar reason. Um, I also live with Kofi, a friend of mine, Kofi Gank Ganoe, his name is fully. And uh, he's from Togo. That was a great house. To, he was a fella from Hardy Books. He played the, the Garda. And I have a friend from Somalia who used to play football with in Galway. These are the Galway days. And one day, anyways, this Somalian lad came over to the house and he brought over this thing called CAT, spelled K-H-A-T, not an actual cat. And it's this legal stuff that you can get in Somalia. And it's like leaves, just leaves with acid or something inside them that's activated when you put it into your mouth. The WHO, H-W-O, call it a drug of abuse. But people freely chew on this stuff day-to-day in Somalia or Ethiopia. And uh, it predates coffee. So this stuff has been around for a very long time. But you used to be able to buy it in different shops in Galway and across Ireland. And now they put a ban on it. I think you can still buy it freely in Somalia and places. Anyways, to cut a long story short, um, what we would do is 
or what they would do, Somalians, they, they keep it in their mouth, they chew on it and they keep it in the corner of their mouth and then slowly but surely they kind of get high and it's it's a bit of a sedative, I suppose. But um, the time I was living with Kofi there in, in uh, Galway, that was on, um, what was he on that place again? It was close to Newcastle Road. It was beside a little, little cottage there in Newcastle Road, upstairs. And uh, the landlord was renting the place out to us. I think we were paying about 60 quid a week each. We had our own bedrooms. But um, anyways, my friend came over to the house and then a few of the Hardy Bucks lads came over to the house and we all decided one day we had nothing to do. So my friend from Somalia landed over with a bag full of cat. So we said, Ari, yeah, we'll give that a try. You know, see what that's all about. And he had talked so highly of it. He goes, everyone does it in Somalia. It's businessmen, all demographics of people, all classes of people do it and uh anyways we were chewing away in it anyways and uh we all kind of got fairly high off it nothing too spectacular but you get high enough and then anyways when that wore off we went into town probably headed down to the Roisin for a few pints and next morning then all back in the house lying in every room bed mattresses all over each floor in the house and uh, maybe 15 lads just lying there with the tops off and it wasn't homoerotic it was just the way we did things and anyways the landlord came into the house unannounced as he used to do Some, there's something about landlords loving to let themselves into houses without even fucking knocking but this fellow was a particular devil for that and uh, he let himself into the house anyways and he came upstairs and he saw that there was like 15 lads semi-naked lying around in mattresses semi-wired because of the cat and the alcohol that we'd taken the night before and he just looked at us and goes what the fuck are you doing and it was a sunny day outside so we had the windows open and it was kind of hard to explain he kind of looked at me and he said what's going on here what's this about and I said oh just had a few mates over and that's all I could come up with my brain was sort of on 50% mode so the landlord said to me listen you're going to have to move out of this house altogether and uh, about two weeks later We've moved on to greener pastures. In public news this week, massive works in the pipeline for the Greenways of Ireland. Millions being pumped into Limerick, Dublin, Royal Canal. People will be jogging to Longford with the way things are going. They're developing these greenways across Ireland, if you're not familiar with this, if you're not from Ireland. And basically there's loads of railway lines in Ireland that are not being used anymore because for some reason they stopped using the trains people all started getting cars but Ireland once upon a time was highly connected places like Donegal were more connected than they are now and Mayo as well and all these train lines have been left to rot there because there's no trains cruising up and down the track so what they're doing now is they're redeveloping all these railway lines turning them into greenways some people are opposed to it because they want to see the trains back and some people are saying it's the best idea since sliced bread. But they, um, they're pumping about 5 million into the Mayo Greenway, I believe. Upgrading the Great Western Greenway. If you get a chance to go on it, it's a beautiful cycle. You can go from Kesselbar to Ackill on a bike. Unbelievable. I did it about four years ago. And along the way, there was a cottage on the left-hand side. You pop in for a cup of tea and a sandwich and a chat. And you continue then on your bike. And it was just like being in heaven. And yet, it was on our back doorstep. And they're developing, around the country, they're developing different places. Waterford, I believe, is getting a big development. And as I said, Dublin, the Royal Canal is going as far as Longford. So you'll be able to run, cycle, jog, do whatever you want from Dublin to Longford or back again. And uh, it's a great use of the amenities in the country. 
you hopefully get people out running a, more, a bit more. You see a lot of people run out running nowadays as well. So it's nice to see the joggers out there. So if you can combine these greenways with a bit of global warming, the country could be better than we've ever seen it. Now, before we get into the story about the Celtic Tiger, I wanted to talk a bit about any celebrity encounters. For some reason, I just reminded myself during the week that I met Pierce Brosnan once. True story. I met Pierce Brosnan. I was in Paris. Yes, I was over there with the Mexican lady. She'd always want to go to Paris because people think it's romantic and all the other shite that goes with it. Even though if you're over there, you'll, you'll often see smelly streets and people pooing in corners and peeing everywhere. It's disgusting. But I did meet Pierce Brosnan over there. I forget exactly where he was, but he was standing anyways looking at something. And there was a crowd of Asian people around him. And they're like, oh, can we get a photo? And he goes, yeah, of course. So they were all getting photos. And then I saw him and I was like, geez, that's Pierce Brosnan. And my Mexican partner at the time was madly in love with Pierce Brosnan because he'd already been he'd already been in James Bond. So everyone was like, oh, he's so sexy. He's from Navin. Look at the sexy Navin bastard. So she said to me, will you go over and ask him for a picture with me? So I said, OK, I'll go over. I go, how are you, Pierce? He goes, hi. I said, do you mind if I, can I get a picture with the missus? She's looking to get a picture. He goes, sorry, I'm heading off now. I was like, oh, you fucking prick. You bad bastard, you. And he left, hopped into a car and went. And uh, that was my only experience with a celebrity of that stature. Like, if you think about Pierce Brosnan, Hollywood famous, that lad. But, and I thank you very much, by the way, for everyone that sent in all the, um, all the different celebrity encounters you had. And I'm going to go through a few of them now before we start talking about the Celtic Tiger. So one of them was from a fella called Cahill. Daniel Donald, we smoked a big joint of hash and talked about foot and turf. Yeah, I don't know if Daniel Donald has even smelt a joint. Never mind foot and turf. Two things you'll never see him doing. Padlock said you high-fived Will Farrell on the red carpet while dressed as a lamp. Hmm, nice. I'd say Will Farrell probably would have appreciated that. Why you were dressed as a lamp, I do not know. But, um... Good job. Uh, Adam says, met Rio Ferdinand outside his bar in Manchester after watching United game earlier in the day. That seems like a good idea on Rio Ferdinand's behalf. Hang outside the bar that you want so people come up and say, all right, Rio, can I get a picture? And he'd be like, yeah, no worries. Just go in there and get yourself 10 pints of lager. And then he's getting all that money from people. So he's a cute cunt as Rio. Uh, well, it's Dwight York stood at the urinal beside me in Heathrow Airport. Big lad on him, in fairness. I always believed that Dwight York had a massive cock. I don't know why I thought that. I just did. Um, let me see what else we got going on here. Once met Ice Cube and Michael Rapport, Rappaport sorry, in New York City playing basketball by themselves. Very strange. That is a bit strange. I would love to meet Ice Cube. One of, one of uh, the coolest people out there. This one's a good one. From Patrick. Met Liz McDonald from Corrie and she gave me a semi from winking at me. Oh, tonight. Liz MacDonald, absolute king of the MILFs. My favourite lady on television. She cannot be beaten. A beautiful stranger. And I'd love to meet her someday. Saw Brendan Gleeson just after I came out of a screening at Green Zone. Uh, Wiz Khalifa smoked some hash in a Birmingham nightclub. I'd well believe James Gandolfini, Paulie from Sopranos, Russell Crowe, Sean Bean, Liam Neeson, SJ Parker. That's from Big Chrissy. You got to meet them all. Met a chuckle brother in a hotel bar in Essex. 
The staff flocked to him so I didn't get served for ages. Janet Jackson in California. Buster Rhymes ignored me in Johannesburg Airport when I was 13. Met Vin Diesel in London. Small lad but a firm handshake. Met Samuel L. Jackson. Intimidating. That comes in from Robert. Saw Ken Barlow at a little chef some years ago. Smaller in real life than in TV. Lunch with David Beckham. You dirty devil, Davy Reynolds. My sister shifted Patrick Stewart. Met Colin Farrell at an Eminem concert. He asked for a smoke. Typical Colin Farrell. Met Berbatov in Bulgaria. Absolutely ran rings around. Julia Roberts tried to kiss my elbows. Andre 3000 from Outcast in Hong Kong. Back in 2010. And finally, my aunt shifted Wayne Rooney at Cheltenham. I well believe it. Now, what you've all been waiting for, the Celtic Tiger, 100% mortgages, 150% mortgages at times. Sometimes you could walk into the bank and say, I want a house. They'll point randomly somewhere and they'll say, there's a house that way. If you keep walking, you can take it. It's yours. Eddie fucking Hobbs was given out shite economical advice. And where is he now? Yes, folks, can only mean one thing. The Celtic Tiger. People were going to Australia for a long weekend. It was getting ridiculous. I remember myself going into the hairdresser and just to talk to him more than anything. And I remember giving him 50 quid cash. And all he did was put the scissors onto me here for about two minutes. And I gave him 50 quid cash and I said, here, keep the change. And he goes, but it's only 20 quid. And I said, I know, but we're going through a boom. Look after yourself. I know the price of scissors are expensive. So we moved from being one of the poorest countries in the world to one of the richest countries. All fake money blown up by property boys and banks and rich fat cats on golf courses with big bellies and big bank accounts and tiny willies. You know the guys I'm talking about? They blew things up and then they fucked off when the shit hit the fan. Where's Bertie Ahern now? Where is he? Brian Cowan, where is he? Where are they gone? They're hiding away in bunkers because they use taxpayers' money to buy said bunkers. I actually met Brian Cowan before in a lift. He was sound. Met him in a lift before in Cork. I said, do you mind if I get a picture, Brian? Of course, you got a picture, yeah. I got a picture, and then we were in the lift together. We went up two or three floors. Actually, I was on the second floor. And good old Brian Cowan was on floor five. Penthouse, no doubt. I felt like going up there and saying, Brian, <laughs> you made a big mistake, mate. Getting the penthouse, showing off. But he was a nice fella. And I'm sure he was under a lot of stress because he looked very stressed. But all these high-tech companies that came into the country have just absolutely blown up the Irish economy. Twitter, eBay, LinkedIn, Microsoft. Um, who else? There's loads more here that are living here. Google, Silicon Docks. Have you ever been down there in the docks in Dublin? It looks like you're in America. It's crazy. It's like a different world down there. Loads of wide buildings and uh, people in offices typing typing away and in there having a great time making massive money and Google are buying up all the apartments around there as well so that means nobody can live there it's a Google zone and it's going to be like that in the future Google are going to actually be Google are in fact right now they're more powerful than a lot of governments I would dare to say and I haven't a clue by the way I'm talking out my arse here but I would say that all those tech companies combined surely are more powerful than the Irish government. Definitely, actually, now that I think about it. Probably more powerful than all the governments in the world. If you think about the money that the likes of Bezos and the boys have. 
Um, I've just got a list here of the companies that do reside in Dublin. Let me see. I said Facebook, Microsoft, Airbnb, Twitter, Indeed, LinkedIn, PayPal, eBay, Eventbrite, Etsy, TripAdvisor, Squarespace, Accenture. God only knows what goes on behind those walls. And the list goes on. I'll tell you how much money was in this country. There was farmers parking their jeeps and using them as gates because they couldn't be arsed buying a gate. So they'd use their jeep to stop cattle getting in out of fields. That's how much money was in the air. There was fellas buying houses with cash. There was women paying thousands of euros just to get their nails done. There was people from Donegal getting their butthole bleached. Why? Because it was the Celtic Tiger. This elusive, mystical tiger. I couldn't think of any other words there. But it was this, what is it, what the fuck is a tiger? It's a, it's a Celtic Tiger. Jeez, he must be powerful. Oh, he is, yeah, he's got loads of money. Does that mean we have loads of money? Kind of, yeah. Right. Well, then let me go downtown and buy a pair of slip-on shoes for 120 quid. But they're not even real leather. I don't care. Give them to me. I'm going out tonight. And I'm going to spend 200 quid in cash tonight. And I'll spend all of it. Because I'll make it back tomorrow. I'm making 500 quid a day laying blocks. Everywhere you go, there was money. The nuns had money. The priests had money. Doctors, nurses, lollipop men, truck drivers, milkmen, milk women. They all had it. And then one day, we stuck the card into the machine and it said no funds left. So we picked up the phone and we called up Bertie and we said, Bertie, what's happened here? And Bertie said, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, beep, beep, beep. Bertie's gone. And then in 2007, the Celtic Tiger was no more. What have we learned from the Celtic Tiger to now? Hmm? Have we learned anything? Um, I don't think I have anyway. We're here for a short time, not a long time, says you. But at the same time, you have to think about the future. And maybe we were getting carried away going for our takeaway BLTs and getting our sunbeds and champagne at the hairdressers. But then again, you only live once. And there's no tow bar on the hearse. So yes... The Celtic Tiger was a time of overspending and over-enjoyment. Would we do it all again? You're goddamn right we would. It was some of the best days ever. Everyone was enjoying pint bottles of Bulmers. Every day felt sunny. Everyone had nice Timberland boots. Were we happy inside? No. Were we happy on the outside? No. But did we have a good time? Yes. And that's all that matters. Or is it? I'll leave that conundrum up to you so I'm going to leave you on this one folks I got a question in from a fella who said to me what's the best way to propose to your missus I'll tell you right now go straight into Argus go straight up to the jewellery section you look at the rings you say what's a middle priced ring they'll start showing you the slightly closer to the high priced rings look at a ring that you like say give me that ring but give me the one that's half as good as that cost you about two or three hundred quid it's still a lot of money but it's not going to hopefully break the bank you get that ring you call up your missus say, hey, listen, um, I was wondering if you want to go for a walk later on. Hopefully she says yes. So you pack up a bag full of tricks with uh, grapes, wine, cheese, and uh, some whatever, whatever else. And then you go for a nice walk 
overlooking the Atlantic Ocean. It's beautiful, it's a calm day. As you're enjoying your, your food, you go down on one knee and you say to her, do you want to do this? <laughs> you start crying. Trust me, start crying. She'd be like, this guy, is a, he's in touch with his emotions. Start beefing. Please, do you want to do this? And if she says yes, give her the ring and say, thank you. And then pick her up, do a twirl. Make sure you're recording this all on a GoPro so you can upload the footage later on to Instagram, YouTube and TikTok. Put a bit of music behind it. You're going to go viral, mate. And that will surely pay for the wedding. Just wanted to give a big shout out to everyone on Patreon who's supporting the podcast. Thank you so much for the support. It really does mean a lot. It helps me continue on my dream of becoming the world's best top podcaster. And uh, it really does mean a lot to me. So I just wanted to say thank you so much. And to everybody out there, hope you're having a lovely day and a lovely week of it. Take care. And I will speak to you again this weekend. I'm going to have another podcast out this weekend. All right. Take care. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Own Colgan Experience. 